Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. The lead anchor for MLB Network happens to be a native of St. Louis, a product of the Lindenwood University. He is the great Greg Amzinger, who was up late last night on MLB Tonight, but does the quick turnaround just so that he can be on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm doing, I'm doing much better now because uh, you know, a year ago, these postseason shows would end at like 2 in the morning without a pitch clock. Mm-hmm. I mean, big forever. And last night, it ended at like 12.30 in the morning, Eastern time. Uh, in previous years, when I did these shows on, on your radio station, I, I would get done with the interview, and then I'd go back to bed, only to wake up in a panic, going, what the hell did I say on the radio? Like, I had no idea. Now, I'm much more vibrant and coherent. So I think that's going to be better for everyone involved. Okay, I, I want to go back to last week where I promised you that I would have some uh, some nicknames. And so with the, with the Car- Cardinals have some good built-in nicknames. Brendan Donovan is Donnie Baseball. You okay with that? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Newt, Lars Newt Bar, obviously. Newt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you like uh, the, the Panamanian catcher, Ivan Herrera, being the Panamanian strongman? Remember, remember Manuel Noriega, uh, and he was known as the Panamanian. How about if, if uh, Panamanian strongman Yvonne Herrera? If you have to add someone if they know that, I don't know if that nickname okay. necessarily works. Okay, it's a starting point. It's a really good starting point. Uh, it reminds me of a segment I did two nights ago. I'm in the production meeting. And I go, hey, you know, they didn't swing at Kevin Gossman's splitter. Let's do a segment where we do a close up on Cam Maven. And I go, Cam, how, how did they? How did they avoid the best pitch in baseball, Kevin Gossman's splitter? And I go, and then Cam looks into the camera and spits on the floor. And I go, whoa! And I go, well, they spit on the splitter, right? Like we'll just put newspapers down, and he'll spit on the ground. And I'm like. No, let's work with this, Greg. It's a good idea. And then they do the sound effect instead. So it's a, I see where you're going, but let's just okay. collaborate okay. a bit more. Okay. On that one. And then one more. And by the way, Mason Wynn already has two nicknames. And Jordan Walker is J Dub. That's easy. Uh, Mason Wynn has his middle name, which is Blaze, which he's called, which fits. And then he's also got the nickname, St. Louis based, by the way, Energizer Bunny. But he's from Kingwood, Texas. He's got a great arm, and the ball pops off of his bat. How about if Mason Wynn is the Kingwood Cannon? Oh, I love that. That's outstanding work. That is outstanding work. That's effort, Randy. Thank that you. Is <laughs> Poured in effort on that one. So I'm very proud of you. And you ended with a bang. That's right. really all I asked for in this segment. I appreciate it. We we, we need nicknames in baseball. <laughs> you know what? Really, I'll quickly, you remember George Grand, who might be one of the yeah. most lovely people that's ever been in broadcasting? Mm-hmm. I adore him. Amazing broadcaster. But one thing I didn't like when I was a kid, everyone's nickname were their initials. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Like, Terry Pendleton was T.P., I'm like, you know, Tom Bernanski TV. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I, I, the, the, the initial nickname, I, I don't like the people. When people go, hey, GA, I'm like, yo, bro, call me anything. You can actually <laughs> say something awful about me. I'd rather you call me a terrible nickname than call me GA. Yeah, and think about it. You don't feel special. You just don't. Greg, 40 years later, the Berman nicknames stand up. Terry Swimming Pool, Bert Be Home Bly Levin, Billy Duran Doran. You know, it's just the, 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 yeah. I remember all of those Berman nicknames, which were so creative and so good. 
All right, real quick, to be honest, to all of you, what were your childhood nicknames? I'll tell you mine. I just don't tell anybody, okay? I'll okay. tell you what mine is. Got it. Mine, no joke, first day, first day of pre-K, they asked what my name was, and I looked them in the eye. This is all I was called. I literally didn't know my name. This is a form of child abuse, by the way. Okay? I looked at my pre-K teacher and said, Greggy Goo Goo. <laughs> I literally, literally thought my name was Greggy Goo Goo. Because I was a chubby boy, okay? And my mom and dad called me Goo Goo all the time. I got Cracker a lot, as you might guess, so that was kind of mine. Yeah, cracker. Wait, cracker. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah. Car- no, yeah, I, I wasn't happy about it. I wasn't proud. But yeah, that's what it was. Greg, mine was okay. mine was growing up. It was Fats, and when I got to college, they called me Burger, and they called me Burger because they said I was one burger away from playing offensive line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. good. Brooke? I I really didn't have it. I don't know if that's more of like a, a guy thing. I I got Brookie, Brookie G, uh, Grim Reaper was just kind of like a fun one that Grim is still is continue yeah. to to go along. Um, that's about it. That's those are the only ones. I, well, listen, I, your parents just didn't play. They weren't that playful, I guess. I, I guess. I, I apologize. I, I, that's a form of child abuse. So that's what... Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> poor daughter. I, don't, I have never called my daughter Vanessa. I gave her the name. I, I, I was in love with Vanessa Williams when I was a kid. So I always wanted a daughter named Vanessa. But then she's born, and I called her everything but Vanessa. <laughs> I called her Nessa, Nessa, Bonessa, then just Bonessa. <laughs> then I don't know where I came up with this one. Fruit salad. Okay. <laughs> I called her fruit salad for like four months. This is when she was a child. Then I called her fruity. Then I called her fruity pebbles. Then I called her pebs. Like, as a poor child, she's got a lot of issues. That's amazing. Baseball. Speaking of baseball, uh, Greg, what did you think about the two pitchers that the Cardinals have supposedly reportedly been linked to, Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray, last night with their performances? Is there one that possibly stood out to you more than the others? I know that we would like to have both here in St. Louis, but that would be a very expensive possibility. I think Aaron Nola is the number one target on John Mosellock's list. Number one. He's everything he loves. You know, it's funny because Dan Plesak always says, you know, there, there, there are two types of pitchers. They're the, they're the horses and the guys that give you innings and the, and the aces, the guys that swing and miss, they strike everybody out. They're the number one game one guy. There are very few that are a horse's ace that they can do both. Okay. And that is what Aaron Nola is. Aaron Nola Gives you innings. He was terrific again last night. Uh, he doesn't overpower you, but that to me that means he can stand the test of time. The guys that throw 99 miles an hour, I good luck not uh, being on the IL <laughs> because it's just not normal to do that on on the regular. So he's learned how to pitch. He, his arm slots a little lower, which plays for durability somehow. Whereas Sonny Gray also durable, but he doesn't go deep into games. Just like uh, yesterday's game in Minnesota, he's a five-and-dive guy. But th- those five innings, he'll, he'll win an ERA title by throwing a bunch of five-inning starts. The Cardinals need someone who gives them a break every fifth day from going to what will be a revamped bullpen. So I think Aaron Nola, you asked me uh, last week, you know, between uh, Blake Snell and Aaron Nola, who do you think the Cardinals would go to? And I said, well, who, who am I? Am I John Mozalek or am I Greg Amstinger? John Mozalek's picking Aaron Nola over Blake Snell every day of the week, and I think he's clearly the number one target for the Cardinals this offseason.
Greg, I, I would assume that this morning Blue Jay fans are, are a little bit irate with um, John Snyder pulling Berrios. What did you think about that? And, and what are your thoughts on the analytics just taking over the game in the manner in which it is? You know, analytics, they're, they're a great roadmap of how to uh, win the long term, okay? And it's like, you know, working with someone on free throws. If analytics say your elbow needs to be in, and even if you miss a few, don't worry about that because we're playing an entire season over 80 games. You just focus on keeping your elbow in, even if it doesn't feel right. I know you're an NBA player now, but we're just going to make this adjustment. We think over the long term, it's going to help you out. But then all of a sudden, with four seconds to go, and your team's down by two in the playoffs, you have to shoot two free throws. These two free throws have to go in, or your season's over. Hmm. Analytics, they've never done that before. Many of these people never played catch with their father before. So they don't understand. They don't understand the humanity of sports. They don't understand that humans play these things. So when you stand at the free throw line and you have to make two free throws, all of a sudden the ball's heavy, the rim's far away. It just feels different, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, you can have a roadmap to winning a baseball game in the road regular season. But once you get to the playoffs, when everyone tightens up, when everyone's nervous, there's a reason why Evan Longoria is valuable in the playoffs or Josh Donaldson played his butt off in the playoffs or Carlos Correa, who looked like a bust all season long, looks like the same Carlos Correa with the Houston Astros. The veterans know how to play baseball. They don't, some of these guys say, some of these kids, you ask them and you go, hey, uh, what do you, what's Sports people, I hit baseballs. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? You hit baseballs? Oh, I throw baseballs. But there are many people who know how to play baseball. They play baseball, right? Well, John Schneider got in the way, and you can tell he reluctantly walked to the mound. He put his head down. It was the walk of shame. It was like walking to a college campus wearing the same clothes from the night before <laughs> at 11 a.m. the next day. That's the walk John Schneider made, the walk of shame to go pull Barrios from that game. He had the human element on his side. This is his former ballpark. He was booed by many of these fans that were at that game Mm. for the Minnesota Twins. They didn't want him back. So what does he do? He dominates. His body language was electric. He couldn't wait for the next batter to step up, one of his former teammates, so he could punch him out. But because the roadmap that was made the night before from a, a group of people that aren't on the field said, no matter what, you're pulling him. He's halfway through his second time through the lineup. And we're going to bring in Kikuchi because we've detached ourselves. Do you know what that looked like? I'm going to give you another analogy. Clearly, I communicate through analogies. But let's say we draw up a play, right? And I go, okay, we're going to get the ball for Randy. No matter what, we're getting the ball to Randy. We're going to inbound the ball. Brooke, you throw the ball to Randy. All right? Make sure you do that. He's our our hottest shooter. Throw the ball to Randy. And then with like one second to go, you're looking for Randy. And the other team realizes that you guys are operated by a front office and you make no sense. Four (laughs) players. They put four players on Randy. So Randy's running around with four players guarding. And Corey and I, we're standing there. We're like, hey, yo, we're open. Brooks, what's the ball? But you're like, I got to do what the front office wants me to do. So you love the ball to Randy. That is what happened last night. And Dan Plesak said to me, he goes, "Uh, Greg, I I get it. I get analytics. I get it. I go, no, 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 no. We all get it, but we don't want it anymore. 
We don't want it. We get it, don't want it. <laughs> hey, Greg, in the next round, assuming that all of the division champions that are playing are the favorites, Dodgers over the D-backs, Braves over the Phillies, Orioles over the Rangers, and Houston over the Twins, which of the division champions is ripe for an upset? Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, the Houston Astros to me, Everyone thinks that the Bregman popped the bottle of champagne uh, combo that he had after they won was awesome. I totally get that. I just don't see them having the pitching depth. I just don't. I I, I can't see how they move on and believe that they're going to go back to the World Series. They're the sexy pick on the American League side to go to the World Series right now. I just I, I don't see enough swing and miss in their bullpen. I don't see enough swing and miss. Justin Verlander's last two starts were great. Before that, what did you see from Justin Verlander? In his career, what did you see from Justin Verlander in the postseason? I, I just, to me, I think they are primed to be bounced. And I, look, I, my pick before the season started was Tampa Bay Rays, and I'm very loyal to my picks, okay? I really am. And even though they lost four starting pitchers, four in their starting rotation, they lost their best position player, Wander Franco, to administrative leave. Brandon Lau, who was in homers at second base, gone. Luke Rayleigh, who was one of the breakout players in the American League, gone. I still have to stick with the Tampa Bay Rays. They had no chance of going all the way to the World Series, but I have for the theater of it, I had to root for it. The Toronto Blue Jays had the best starting pitching of the teams that were left on the American League side and now they're gone i think it's wide open now i I truly think the american league side is wide open as for the other side of the bracket i I, look man i I think it's unfair the braves to play the phillies Mm -hmm. no one one feels bad for the braves no one does but you you can't have seating work out this way the philadelphia phillies are clearly the second best team in baseball and they're red hot right now and they got trey turner playing like a superstar that's different than they had last year they don't have bryce harper rushing back from a broken hand with screws in his wrist this year they have nick Castellanos with almost 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs. Last year, he hit 13 home runs. He had lost all of his slug. They are a much, much better team. They've got four closers right now. And there's this guy, this other kid named Keparine who's just insane. He might have the greatest slider in all of baseball. He came and pitched uh, the eighth inning last night. So they, they are loaded for bear, and somehow the Dodgers get to play the Diamondbacks. Like, holy smokes, we got to rethink this. Uh, but I, I, mm-hmm. I, think any, I think the Atlanta Braves, as great as they are, no joke could be bounced by the Philadelphia Phillies. That's how high I am on the Phillies right now. Last thing for Greg Amsinger. Our next segment is Take It or Leave It. Greg Amsinger, Take It or Leave It. Nolan Arenado is the Cardinals' opening day third baseman in 2024. I'm taking that. Absolutely taking that. I I, I don't think in any way they're going to move him. I, I, they, they're all in to win next year. And to me, the, 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 the scuttlebutt of him getting moved, it sounds a lot like the Bob Melvin's definitely not going to be the manager of the San Diego Padres. Only to have AJ Pro come out and be like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. We're friends, and, and he's going to be the manager next year. So, uh, to me, Nolan Arenado is definitely going to be the opening day third baseman for the Cardinals. No question about it. You're awesome. We didn't have to give the score of the Lindenwood game against Austin P. Yeah, you know what? I've been watching that online, and, and uh, you know, I text all my Lindenwood friends, uh, and then after about uh, halfway through the first quarter, I decided no more texts. We're just going to move on. <laughs> Let's go on the background. You know what I mean? It's, hey, they're rebuilding. Listen, it's, it's, Division One's hard. So I'm look as lo- as long as the quarterback wasn't pulled halfway through the first quarter, right? Because the analytics department said that's the play. Uh-huh. I'm fine with whatever the score was. As long as we're letting the humans play the football game, I'm totally cool with whatever sporting event I'm watching. I'm on board with you. Greg, you're the best. Thanks so much. We'll be watching MLB tonight throughout the playoffs and the World Series, and this is your busy time of year, so we really appreciate you making the time for us this morning. 
All right. Hey guys, thank you. And uh, Greggy Gugu is going to go back to bed. <laughs> right, brother. See you later. <laughs> yeah, see ya. The great Greg Emzinger, MLB Network and a product of the Lindenwood University.